When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to The Promised Land, a show about Manchester United and part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. I'm Scott Saunders, joined as ever by Rob Blanchett. Rob, how's it going? Not bad. I'm sitting here, obviously, ready to talk about our hot new transfer news that's just come in and broken as we were preparing the show. So that's very exciting. Potentially the biggest deal of the summer completed by Manchester United. We'll get into Johnny Evans signing a short-term contract in a second. Or I might be talking about somebody else. If you're watching on YouTube, you will know that it's not just me and Rob for the first part of today's show. Today, we are joined on a special edition by Adam Thelwell, one of the directors of United Con, who's here to talk to us all about it. Adam, how's it going? Doing very well. Thanks for having me, boys. I'm glad to be on the show. No problem. It's been a long time coming, this one. <laughs> We've been trying to make this happen for a, a little while now, but United Con is... Uh, July 28th to July 30th, if I'm right, out in Las Vegas. Rob and I will be out there along with a massive, stellar collection of United legends, United uh, media. Obviously, United are playing Dortmund uh, in Vegas as well. So, yeah, Adam, just talk to us a little bit about the event itself. How's the organization going? A lot to put together, I can imagine. Yeah, it's been interesting. I I think... As you just said there, lining up, just lining up simple phone calls between the US and the UK is it can be tricky just because of the time difference. So working with the, the different players and the club has, has provided just the different challenges, but it's exciting to see it all piling together now. We've got people coming from all over the world, from Hong Kong, Australia, obviously the UK and all over North America as well. So it's going to be really exciting just to see all of all of it come together into one. Um, yeah, but it's 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 something that we've, been working on for years now and we wanted to do pre-COVID. We just, obviously, with everything that went on during COVID, it wasn't the time to do it. It's time to put events together, but it has been a, a project of mine as a United fan that I've I've wanted to put together for years. So I'm excited to see it all finally come together. Rob, you're buzzing for it as well, aren't you? Properly buzzing. Yeah, like I, I've known Adam for a while and we've spoken about this, haven't we, over time going back. So it's mm. really exciting to see it kind of come to fruition, but not just be a gathering of United fans, but as you said, they're legends coming from the football club, the football club themselves being there, MUTV, fan channels and ourselves. So I think it's going to be a really good time in Las Vegas. And isn't it just so good that Man United planned a game there against Borussia Dortmund just as the convention was being on? 
Yeah, it was the star sort of aligned. You know, originally we were supposed to do this in May uh, of this year, and then we heard that United announced the tour, which is amazing, right? It all kind of teasing together for for a great weekend. The club have been really great to work with, which is good. And as you mentioned, Rob, we've got the, the players coming in now as well, which is huge. Um, but people like yourself, Matty Min, we've got different people coming from across the, the media spectrum as well. So it's great to see uh, every, everyone chip in and, and come in for a good time. It should be should be a really good good fun. Yeah, July 28th, United Con, the place to be for United fans uh, on the preseason tour of the US, united-con.com for more information, as we've been telling you for a number of months on uh, on this podcast and on 90min.com as well. You can subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts and watch us on YouTube. So head over to the channel, like, subscribe, and leave a comment for us and follow us on Twitter as well, at double underscore Scott Saunders, at underscore Rob underscore B, and at Promise and MU for the show. Rob, uh, TikTok, yeah. I mean, you, tell us, can you can you make your announcement yet? Are you, are you are you prepared to do that, or are you waiting for it? Is there a special announcement coming from you? Kind of, and like if you if you follow me on Twitter, you'd have seen it already today. But yes, the United Masterclass, which was formerly just the Football Masterclass, going back over time, is now called Rob Blanchett, me. So I'm taking over the channel and I'll be doing it myself with hopefully a few collaborators. And throughout the new season, you're going to see me obviously here on our channel doing the Promised Land. But you'll also see me doing content on the, the formerly United Masterclass channel. And it'll be more the same of what you used to like. Lots of people liked our tactical analysis and that kind of stuff. But I'll also be going live a lot more, especially when there's breaking news, because obviously we do this show twice a week, don't we, on Tuesdays and Fridays. That's all in your diaries. But now and then, there's some news on Wednesday afternoon, isn't there? So this gives me an opportunity now and a portal to be able to get straight through to you. So if you guys can follow me on YouTube, if you don't follow United Masterclass already, uh, it's the same as my Twitter handle, thankfully. So it's at underscore Rob underscore B. And uh, subscribe now, like, comment, everything else that goes with it because it helps us grow the channel. Yes, indeed. Get over there, support Rob. And uh, Adam, UnitedCon is Manchester underscore United underscore convention on Instagram, I do believe. Is there anywhere else that people can find more info on the event? No, just Instagram for now and obviously the website. There's a a big Facebook group as well for anyone that's on there, Manchester United Supporters Convention, uh, Facebook page. Twitter's another one for for us stateside because it's huge in the UK for for football, Um, but it's not something that, especially on the the, the soccer side, that's not like got huge over here for Twitter. So yeah, just uh, Facebook and Instagram for now and obviously the website as well. Is that soccer football balance is it is it still soccer firmly? Messi's just joined the league, obviously, in MLS. But yeah, I think I the think attitude's it, changing. Yeah, I think it has to change if Messi shows up. It's just whatever he wants to call it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, indeed. I, I, I just got to say, I think it's uh, it, it depends on what part of the country you're in as well. You're in Miami. It's uh, it, it actually leaning more towards football. New York, LA football. I think it just kind of depends where you're at in the Midwest. Maybe the flyover states they'd still call it they'd still be calling it soccer in kansas they just uh they're, they're sticking to their guns <laughs> uh adam just uh obviously we've spoken a bit about convention already is there anything else we haven't mentioned yet in terms of what's happening on the ground while while we're out there that you'd like to get across 
Yeah, no, I just think there's something for everybody. So if, if a lot of people are coming in at various parts of the weekend, right? So there's some people that are not flying in until Saturday or even Sunday morning just because it's Vegas so people can drop in. Um, if you're on the West Coast, especially. So if you're dropping in on Sunday and you just want to come up, we're doing a, a very big brunch on Sunday with the players, a uh, bit of a pregame uh, lead up party, different um, Q&A with the players. So if you are just jumping in for, for Sunday, that's great as well. Same thing Friday, Saturday. So it, it's a bit of a, an a la carte type of thing. If you want to just jump in for all of it, great. If not, if someone's coming in, they just want to jump in for a, a bit of it, that's that's okay too. So take a look at the the website and and check out what's, what works for you and your schedule. Check out the weather as well. What uh, is it, 100, 110 it degrees? It is ridiculous at the moment, I think. Have you boys packed your sunblock or sun cream? I mean, I'm, I'm going to need to buy some more. Uh, Rob, <laughs> are you going <laughs> to you gonna cover up? Yes. Do you know what? I've already thought about this. We're thinking, well, you can't really go, you know, too much with skin out there in that kind of weather. But I've been to Vegas before, so I know how hot it is. And I've been to the West Coast. So I know how really, really hot it can get. So, uh yeah, we're looking forward to it, and uh, I'm going there. There will be a load of Factor 50 happening. Yes, indeed. So that is United Con, July 28th. Really close now. We're on the 18th, so uh, Rob and I are flying out there pretty soon. Everything's going to start pretty soon. Adam will be best. Best of luck with everything. I hope everything runs perfectly smoothly. In Manchester underscore United underscore Convention on Instagram, United-Con.com for more information. That is United Con from July 28th. And uh, Adam's going to stay with us briefly as we get into some news. Uh, not for the whole show, but he's just going to stay with us for some talking points. Uh, and we'll start with some surprise news. Johnny Evans has signed a short-term contract uh, to be a part of the preseason fixtures, I'm guessing. United play Leon, and then they fly out to the US. I think they play Arsenal on Saturday, US time. And uh, obviously United are... I read earlier this week that Johnny Evans was just training to, you know, get fit to join another club. But I thought at the time they should sign him. <laughs> Rob, they've signed they've signed him to a short term deal. What do you, what's your immediate reaction? Well, but when you told me about it, I hadn't looked at my phone for a little while because I was trying to do some YouTube channel bits and pieces. Uh, I kind of thought you were joking for a minute, like Johnny Evans. I, I was a Johnny Evans fan back in the day. I like him. And I actually remember when he came back last season for, for Leicester, thinking, there's this life in the old dog yet. Didn't think he'd be coming to Manchester United anytime soon, but this seems to happen at our football club. But yeah, it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? They've given a short-term deal. Does this mean that Harry Maguire's on his way out of the football club? Well, we know a fair bit about what's happening with him in the last few days. It might indicate towards that United are looking to get some centre-back coverage. Yes, indeed. Adam, did you like Johnny Evans as a United player? I love Johnny Evans. I think Rob said before the, the call started, I, I, I was disappointed when he left. I thought it was a little premature in, in leaving. And it's a bit of a sad state of affairs, I think, when I would much rather have him in the squad than Maguire. I think that's very <laughs> damning of where we're at as far as Maguire goes, which ha, I feel a bit sorry for Maguire, to be honest, which is also not a good position to be in, is it? When you're at a club like United, you need the best of the best. And unfortunately, it's not Maguire at the moment. So, yeah, I, I love Johnny Evans. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, so we'll... Not sure how much we'll see of him, but uh, Tyrell Malassia has been uh, ruled out of... Uh, is it pre in the entirety of pre-season, Rob, with the, with the injury? He's ruled out the tour, from what we hear. The tour. So right. he, he's out the tour. We don't know whether that means it's a serious injury. You know what it's like with United, is that when these things happen off the cuff, 
you really just have to wait. What does Ten Hag always say? Yeah, I don't know anything. I'm not a doctor. So we'll wait and see. But it does seem that he won't be on the American tour now. Yes. Uh, Johnny Evans might be. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, let us know in the comments. Would you like to see Johnny Evans sign for the season? Because he's out of contract uh, with Leicester City. I think he's lost his legs a little bit. But, you know, you could never rule out what experience can do for you a little bit. Rob, you want to say something? I said a couple of days ago that now, obviously, what's happening with Harry and obviously what was going on with the captaincy. And obviously, we talked about the captaincy, didn't we? We kind of hinted it two or three weeks ago, didn't we? We kind of said about, might not be captain this season, but let's see what happens. If he stays, he stays. He stays as captain. But Manchester United have been looking at centre-backs. We knew this over time, Kim Min-Jae being the, the kind of main protagonist. That's not happening. But we do know that Harry Maguire will probably be leaving the football club as it stands, which means, Scott, you do need some coverage, a fourth-choice centre-back or something like that. Johnny Evans, cheapest chips, you know, still got some legs there, you know, maybe for a season or something like that. It would not surprise me if Man United give him a, a one-year contract, say he does well on the tour, gets minutes... He's still not a bad footballer, but, you know, he, he's not the guy that's going to take you to the championship. He it? also ticks homegrown box. There yeah, you go. We've talked yeah. about this, haven't we? And United are looking at selling some players, offloading some players. And if the likes of, let's say, Scott McTominay get sold in the summer, not entirely impossible, unlikely as it stands, but not entirely un- impossible. You're going to need to backfill uh, and United can promote from within the academy, but they could also do with a little bit of experience, like we say. But we've already touched on Harry Maguire and uh, we'll keep Adam for this section as well. Uh, Just you mentioned that you prefer to have Johnny Evans maybe over Harry Maguire. We've had the news over the last few days. Sunday, I believe it was. Harry Maguire tweeted, after discussions with the manager today, he's informed me of he's changing captain. He outlined his reasons to me. And whilst I'm personally extremely disappointed, I will continue to give my all every time I wear the shirt. I want to say a massive thank you, etc., etc., etc. Are you surprised, Adam, by that? I mean, that Ten Hag has made that just decision. I think we all know. And well, I'll ask you: How's it gone in his three and a half years or three years uh, as United captain? In your view? Yeah, it doesn't come as a surprise at all. I don't think it's your captain. You need to be playing every week, doesn't he? And in the last, especially the last season, I mean, Maguire's not featuring. He's not starting. Over the course of his time at United, I think it's it's what I said earlier. It's just not good enough, uh, and it's a, it's a shame because I do think he's. I don't think he's a terrible footballer. I just don't think he's anywhere near the level, especially with what looks like United are going to be looking to do in the next couple of seasons. Is go on and compete as we did last year in, in cup finals, and I just don't think Maguire shows that level of leadership. I don't think he's got the the standards that United need, especially for a captain to to go and and be part of that and be part of that squad. So again, I, I, I'm, I think he comes across really well, even in that tweet. I think he comes across and, and every time I've watched interviews with him, he looks and sounds like he comes across really well. I just don't think he's got a caliber of what it takes to, to be the leader of the captain at United. So. Yeah, Rob, what did you make of the, the way it was communicated? I mean, like, it's not like United or Ten, Ten Hag has gone public in, in a press conference and said, I'm changing captain. It's not like United have made a statement officially. I know they did a story on it themselves, but I think it was just mainly a, around what Maguire had said. I think they managed it quite well. And if they wanted to make that decision, putting it in the hands of Maguire to communicate it, like you, like you say there, Adam, I think he, he dealt with it in a really good way. He said, whoever the new captain is, I'll get behind them. Good attitude to have. But Rob, what did you make of it? Well, firstly, from what we understand, Harry Maguire's post was not 
kind of communicated initially with Manchester United. So Manchester United did not know that Harry Maguire was going to make that post. Um, and I think when you see the the reading of it, and I kind of agree with Adam here, you know, I think he, it, Harry was trying to come across as quite statesman-like. You know, he always holds the party line, you could say. But it was certainly one or two little veiled swipes in there at the manager because the whole post was, oh, I'm no longer Man United captain. It's not my fault. Managers decided this and I'm all right with it because he's the manager and I still play for the club. I still earn £200,000 a week. I'm still available, but, 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 but. And of course, within the next 24 hours, we had plenty of uh, credible rumour, you could say, that he'd like to leave the football club if they could find a way out for him. So in some ways, I don't blame... Let's go to Ten Hag group, first of all. I don't blame Ten Hag because I think he's been telling Harry Maguire for quite a long time, you're not really part of my plans. You know, when when we lost both centre-backs to injury this last season, Harry Maguire still didn't get picked. You know, we had Luke Shaw come, obviously coming from the left. Varane goes out of the team. It's Victor Lindelof. It's not Harry Maguire. So I think he's known for a while, hasn't he? And I think he's just been made it clear now. And that's why they stripped him of the captaincy. It wasn't like stripping him of the captaincy. You're terrible. You're a terrible person, Harry. It was, we're moving on. This captaincy is going to be the captain who's going to be on the pitch every week, which will probably be Bruno Fernandes, of course. So uh, do I feel sorry for him? Not really. Well-played footballer, just not good enough for Manchester United. I think there's a few players in that bracket. Victor Lindelof is another one for me who's not good enough, but maybe as a reserve is okay. And then you're bringing in someone like Johnny Evans, who, let's be honest, Johnny's on 50 grand a week and his job is to just be an auxiliary centre-back in case you need him. And he can do that job rather than your £200,000 a week captain. Adam, who would you like to see United's next captain be? I think it has to be Bruno. As Rob said, I think he, if he's fit, he's in the team. I think he's got that fire. I think he's got the, the qualities that I see every time I watch him play that... He's got that desire. He's got the the one that I think a captain should have. I know some of that probably sounds a little old school, but I do think some of those uh, those qualities have been missing from United captains for a while. And every time I watch Bruno play and put, even when he's not the captain, he just he looks like he looks the part. He looks like he wants to win at all costs, and I love that about anyone that's going to play for United, but especially the captain. Yeah, totally. And just back to Maguire for a second. We wrote on the Nightman.com earlier this week that obviously Ten Hag had that conversation with Harry Maguire. But it was kind of reiterated to Harry Maguire in that meeting that it probably might be best if you do seek a move away from the club just because, you know, like we say, he's fifth choice centre-back now. Maybe even sixth after Johnny Evans. <laughs> Who do you think would take to take Maguire in the Premier League if he stays in the Premier League? Well, this is the thing. I mean, West Ham have made some offers uh, mm. or made their interest known, but it's whether Harry Maguire would like to drop down that far mm. is another question. Newcastle did like him for a while, but I think they're pretty well stocked at centre-half at the moment. Tottenham had had some tenuous links with this starting to target other centre-backs. What we have done, though, is uh, Naimin has uh, reported in the last hour about Chelsea potentially being interested in Harry Maguire. I mean, we're not saying here at all that this is a, an absolute goer, but it's something that they're considering because Wesley Fofana is out for the season with a, an ACL injury. I think he's undergone surgery, as Chelsea have confirmed. And one of the options on Chelsea's list, knowing that United are looking to offload Maguire with Premier League experience, is potentially Chelsea. Mm. And, I mean, Rob, would that, that would surprise you, wouldn't it? It would surprise me if it came off, but Chelsea have inquired about Harry Maguire in the past. So do not be 
completely shocked if that one came off. I do think the United are willing to listen to loan offers, but they would ideally like to get that wage off the books. Like we talk about wages a lot, don't we, Scott, on this show? And you know, two hundred grand a week burning a hole in your your wage packet pocket is difficult, isn't it? And you'd like to get that player out of the football club. It's over for Harry Maguire. You know, I, I don't agree with any of the abuse that he gets widely on social media or anything like that, but he's not going to play football matches. And as I said, I think last week, I don't think Harry Maguire gets on our bench. You know, and that's a big thing, isn't it? £200,000 a week player who, what, collects the cones at Carrington? Like, no, thank you. So I think he'll be on his way out pretty soon. And I think it will be some of that Declan Rice money coming towards Manchester United. Interesting. I, I mean, I think Maguire has options in Italy, but obviously there are Italy, Italian clubs are not exactly cash rich. So I think you're going to be looking at a potential loan with option to buy if he does go to Italy. But we are, you know, there's six weeks left of the transfer window yet. There's plenty of time if Harry Maguire does decide to leave. If United can find a buyer for him or a potential destination for him, then I think that would be a possibility. The Kim Min Jae option is off the table. I think he's just announced that he's leaving Napoli publicly and is uh, with Bayern today. I think by the time this podcast comes out, they'll have announced him as a new player. Uh, Adam, final word uh, before we let you go. Uh, Just let's circle back to United Con, I guess. Any final parting words before we see you next week? No, I'm just excited to see everyone in Vegas. and uh, Pick your poison, boys. What are you playing? You're playing roulette? You're playing a bit of craps? What's the games? I'd like to play roulette with Brian Robson. There we go. Craps is fun. That's the only reason why I'm coming. Craps is craps is fun. I don't have to pick that to be honest. Craps is a good craps is a good social game. Yeah, properly that everyone just kind of rallies around you, right? So right. Um, Brian, Brian Robson roulette, and we'll get the rest of the squad to do uh, a bit of craps with you, Scott. <laughs> yes, indeed, uh, Adam. Thank you so much. Uh, United Con from July twenty eighth. Uh, United Con dot com for all the information, Adam. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you very soon. Thanks, Arthur. I'll see you in Vegas. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye. There we go, Rob. That is on the agenda. It's very, very, really quite soon. <laughs> yeah, like preseason's here. It's 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 happened already. It started already, isn't it? I remember saying to you last week or the week before, it's like my head's already in preseason mode. So actually going out to Vegas and doing the game out there and, and doing the convention as well, it all just feels like it's snowballing now towards the first game of the season. Yes, we've done Maguire. We've done Johnny Evans. Let's circle our attention back to the squad management. We've got some transfers incoming to talk about later in the show, but let's talk about... Rob, you said you've been off Twitter. Have you seen Alex Tellers might be going to Saudi Arabia for money? Really? Another play against Saudi Arabia for to be part of that amazing football league out there, that new project? Um, Not surprised, but... New teammate, Cristiano Ronaldo. Brazilian footballer going out there, Scott. You know, as I said last week, South American connections with Saudi Arabia. It looks like every Brazilian international on the continent has got an option now to move to Saudi. I am looking at Kim Min Jae holding up a Bayern shirt with 2028 on it. There you go. Sad thing about Kim Min Jae is that Manchester United were the first team to go in for him. And he was very, very keen to come to Man United. And when United couldn't move Maguire as quickly as they wanted to... That was the end of that deal. So not Harry Maguire's fault, but if they could have moved Maguire on, say, you know, a couple of weeks ago, two, three, four weeks ago, you might well have been seeing Kim and Jay in that shirt today. But I actually think United are probably happier with uh, Johnny Evans price-wise. Yeah, just uh, switching back to Tellers, I think 
we did a show, Rob, before saying mm. if you could get him out for free, essentially, <laughs> I think I put five million or something along along the price tag on him. Too but much, according to our information, United were looking for ten. Yeah, and they're if, cheeky because they're cheeky. And if uh, Saudi Arabia clubs are paying forty million quid for Fabinho, there's ten million for Alex Tellers, and out the question. No confirmation yet on how much that will be for, but I think that deal is effectively or very nearly done. So mm. Alex Tellers, who is not part of the, the first team plans, is off to Saudi Arabia. Hopefully United can rake back as close to that 10 million figure as possible. Like we said, it might be just a couple of mil. We'll, we'll never know, but I think that's what... Flamengo were interested in bringing him back as well. I think he wanted to go back to Brazil, but this... If you can imagine Flamengo versus a club from Saudi Arabia bidding in a against each other, which team is going to win? I think we all know which one is going to win. Anyway, uh, that is Alex Tellez potentially leaving, Harry Maguire potentially leaving, Johnny Evans joining on a short-term deal. Marcus Rashford, his contract is not officially announced yet, but it's done. Five-year deal, 2028, finally we have reached a, a point of confirmation. It was always going to happen, Rob. He was never leaving, was he? It's been done for a long time. That's the honest truth. That's what we've known for quite a while. So when all the PSG rumours obviously came about recently with Mbappe and all this, and of course, what was the, the newspaper headlines? Mbappe leaving, they're going to sign Rashford. Uh, no, they weren't. Not, not at this stage, certainly. Might have spoke to Rashford in the past, but not on this kind of wave in this cycle. And PSG were not confident that that was going anywhere. So Marcus Rashford, five-year contract at Manchester United, kind of to solidify, I think, his his status at the football club, not just in terms of his wage, but I think in kind of his, his legends now. Like, no offence. I know we use that word too much, don't we, legend, across the board. And people have debated that about whether David De Gea is a legend, et cetera, et cetera. I think Marcus Rashford is the guy that represents Manchester United best. It really is. That's who he is. Last season was fantastic. Let's hope, Scott, for Marcus and for us, is that this new contract, which will be an incredible wage for him, doesn't coincide with the drop in form. Because that's such a Manchester United thing to happen. New contract, big wages. Oh, I just can't run around as much. I don't know. I don't think Marcus will be like that, of course. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does this season. Um, but that, that contract's been guaranteed for quite a long time. Ten Hag was very keen to keep Marcus Rashford at Manchester United. Well, there's a fair argument to suggest that if Marcus Rashford doesn't play well after signing his new contract, he wouldn't even be in the team. Completely. Because United have enough depth. They probably have more depth in the left wing position than any other place on the pitch. Can a whole, whole team out of left wingers almost. Like, you know, the wide areas, Manchester United are well stocked. Yes, indeed. So we have done Marcus Rashford's new deal. He is going to be a high earner at United. Let us know your thoughts on Marcus Rashford's contract. It's just over a year ago where people were saying, get him out of the club because he's no good. He's finished. Well, he wasn't, was he? And he's not, is he? And, now and there's still here. a lot of Twitter voices saying it. I see, I see it. Man United fans tweeting me back and saying, no, get rid of Rashford. A lot of people last week and the week before saying, you know, no, get rid of him, get Mbappe. And it's like people do live in that fantasy football world, don't they, <laughs> all the time. But I think Marcus has earned his contract. I think last season was a stellar uh, season for him. And now, Scott, we have to see whether he starts the season as a striker at number nine or in his favoured left-sided role. 
Yes, indeed. Well, we'll see because we'll talk about strikers in a second or after this next story. Because uh, I think and I will press ahead for a striker now that Andre Onana's fee is finally agreed. He is on his way to undergo a medical. As we record this, I think he's traveling to England. It's a bit of a rush to get him all uh, go through the entire process in terms of medical and all this kind of stuff. Uh, get him to sign the sign the contract, hold up the shirt, all this business before United fly out on their preseason tour of the United States. I believe they play Lyon in Scotland on Wednesday night. And I think they fly out from there if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So obviously Onana can always fly out if later on, if uh, there's any potential issues, but this was dragged out for long enough. But as we understand it, Andre Onana will join Manchester United for a fee totaling 55 million euros, 51 million euros committed and 4 million worth in add-ons in euros. And I think they're all performance-based and success-based, this kind of thing. Base salary of around 120K a week, potentially rising to 150, which is a substantial decrease on the wages that David De Gea was earning. 375, he's obviously been let go. And what this does do, Rob, we'll talk about Onana in a second, but I just wanted to bring in here that Dean Henderson... This door opens the door for Dean Henderson now to leave Nottingham Forest. It's likely that Nottingham Forest will end up getting in, getting him. We've heard that the deal might come in at around 20 million quid plus up to yeah. 25 million. But Forest being a bit cheeky, trying to find if we can get a way to not pay the fee up front. But, you know, United, well, they need that money to reinvest. So let's talk about Onana to start with. We've already done a show on why United won Onana, what he'll bring to the team. Your thoughts, Rob? Great signing. And obviously we've known it for quite a long time, to be being completely honest. United were a little bit wary that Inter might pull the rug for some reason and up the price and you know try and create a bidding war. It's been quite interesting, isn't it, Scott? That no one's really got in for Anana in that sense. Like I think Manchester United have made contact early on with him uh, and were looking to purchase him quite early on when, when we knew what was happening with De Gea and when it was going that way. But we've seen, as I said, with Dean Henderson that United kind of put the brakes on that just temporarily, just so they could get this deal over the line. And I'll say it again, I said it before, Anana will be a transformable kind of signing for Manchester United. United will play football from the back now in a way that we have never, ever seen like people have been talking to me Scott about Fabian Bartes and I was there with Fabian Bartes and I said I'm that old and Fabian Bartes did like to use his feet quite a lot in fact Fergie played him outfield in a preseason game once upon a time on tour I think in in the, in the far east like he came on as a substitute and played left back it was very weird um and uh and he was obviously a ball playing goalkeeper but it's not the same as Anana Onana is the modern ball-playing goalkeeper and and a fantastic shot stopper. Again, the stats show that. So I think United fans are going to like him. I think he's going to come in. He might scare a few people. As I said, he does make the odd mistake. But United need to move on from David De Gea, don't they? This relationship with De Gea needs to end. It's finished. United need to move forward. And it will help the defence massively, Scott. Yes, indeed. Uh, I mean, I will reiterate this point. And we're, we're, we, we call ourselves moderates, Rob, don't we? Yeah. In a sense. I mean, get called other things on Twitter. But, yeah, you know. lots of lots of things. Um, if Andre Onana makes a mistake, 
don't jump on him. Like just the it, mistakes are going to happen. I think this is something that you've got to get to grips with that he plays such a high risk game and that Eric Ten Hag wants United to play ri- not risky football, but me- like measured, calculated. But that inevitably does mean that some risks will come with it. Uh, mistakes will happen. They were they are inevitably going to happen. And that doesn't mean that this is not going to work and this is bad, does it? Exactly. Look, if you pay attention to other teams in the Premier League, sometimes I think fans, especially from abroad, might watch one team. Some might watch all Man United's games and not particularly watch other games. Sometimes you get fans who are much broader in that. When you look at, say, Edison and Allison, those two guys who are considered the best make mistakes. They do. So much so, Edison, towards the end of the season, was getting dropped by his manager because his manager didn't like some of the stuff he was doing on the deck. So it was kind of resting him but it wasn't really arresting him thing really it was just trying to trying to get him to get up his form and get going again but I, I think this is the whole thing with Anana is that he's a very different goalkeeper to De Gea but he conforms to what you need from the modern day goalkeeper uh, and if David De Gea was you know weak with his feet or something like that you're getting Anana for the price of probably one of David De Gea's legs that's the truth. David De Gea on the wage he was on, his whole body, and that incredible kind of price that United were giving him every week. For a fraction of him, you're getting a goalkeeper that's probably considered the best in the world on the deck. So wait and see, of course. Like you said, Scott, please don't kill him the first time he makes a mistake. We certainly won't be killing him. And if he adapts, I think he could be very good for the Premier League. I think a lot of people will like how he treats the football in front of him because he's a guy who's got an incredible passing range for a goalkeeper. Like we say, that is not yet confirmed. I mean, you, I'm sure you'll see that confirmed uh, before the end of the week. We've been saying before the end of the week for a few weeks now, but yeah. he, it is actually happening. Uh, the deal is agreed. Uh, no issue with personal terms. Onana's even liking posts on Instagram about Rasmus Hoyland potentially joining. Uh, I've seen that today. <laughs> and uh, let, let's talk Rasmus Hoyland because the United have now signed Mason Mount. They're about to sign Andre Onana. Goalkeeper was important, Rob. We, we said at the back end of last season, well, we we kind of, uh, in, in terms of the priority ordering of the goalkeeper, I put it quite high up and they, they've made that decision. They have made it. It just so happens to be the second signing, if you discount Johnny Evans' arrival, uh, second signing of the summer before pre-seasons really kicked in. But what was top of the list was striker. Now, to me, I think the difference in how United will play football is going to be more stark with Onana's arrival rather than a striker's arrival. But obviously United still definitely needs somebody to put the ball in the net. And uh, Rasmus Hoyland, uh, personal terms, agreed. They have been for a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, United are now kicking on to talk with Atalanta about how much they value the striker and... I'm guessing you're optimistic this one will get done. Well, United have decided that Hoyland is the one. That's what they've decided in terms of their next move. As you said, start of the kind of transfer window, the assumption was very clear that that the priority was striker. And then the priority very quickly became goalkeeper because of what happened with De Gea in the contract situation. But, of course, they're going to pivot back to this now. As you said, Mason Mount was done. Mason Mount was kind of agreed a long time ago, but, again, just took some time, same as when he ended up with Anana. And, and Rasmus Hoyland is a Man United fan. If you tell Rasmus Hoyland 
that he can come to Old Trafford and carry on his career at Man United, guess where he wants to play football? So I think this is going to be one where the player forces the hand of his football club. It's a dream move for him. You know, huge United fan. This is, you know, everything he could have ever thought for his career to come to Manchester United. But Man United do not want to pay the earth. They do not want to pay that kind of 80 million euro fee that's being kind of waved around in Italy in the Italian press. So a wait and see, Scott. I think this one might drag out a little bit. I, I can't see this happening quickly and then him end up on a tour or anything like that. Would not be surprised if this is the last signing and maybe Man United even do some more business in the middle somewhere. You just don't know, do you? But I, I like I like Hoyland, but I also think I agree with what you're just saying there. I don't think he stylistically changes United massively. He's a striker that can play false nine, so fits the mould. But <laughs> the goalkeeper is going to change how United play, like he really is. I, I did a piece the other day about um, Aaron Wambasaka, and the whole piece was just about Onana. It was just about if I'm Aaron Wambasaka getting the ball in better areas from the goalkeeper, I'm going to look like three times the footballer. So, you know, I think that's where it is. And I think I think Hoyland will come in. I think, again, will be a fan favourite when he arrives. Uh, United are close. I think United feel that, that they can get this over the line because the player is very, very, very desperate to come to Manchester United, just like Anana was. And Mason Mount. And Mason Mount. Yes, indeed. All wanted to come. Obviously, United have spent a big chunk of uh, money already this summer, especially when Anana goes through. Uh, so inevitably, they will need to start selling. They've never been very good at selling. Uh, and you'd think even before <coughs> any Hoyland deal is complete, they'll, uh, they, will have, they will at least have to shift a few players. We mentioned Dean Henderson already, mm-hmm. mentioned Alex Tellez already. Mentioned Harry Maguire already, Eric Bailly, Brandon Williams, Fred, Donny van der Beek, Scott McTominay, Anthony Alanga, and Anthony Martial all on the, the sales list. Whether mm-hmm. Martial goes anywhere is anybody's guess. Well, I would guess no. But, you know, United do need to get a little bit more savvy, don't they, Rob? And they need to start shifting some of this dead weight. Yeah, look, there's there's acknowledgement from Manchester United that that is the case, that they need to move players on. Uh, the Saudi opportunity is a good one because it means that you can kind of push people towards that door, like you just mentioned there, Alex Tellez, and we expect that deal to be done. But I think you, you just mentioned Scott McTominay there, and this is, again, the, the kind of the Declan Rice stakes is all over. We know £105 million to Arsenal, that's been completed. Uh, and West Ham have got some money now. So West Ham might not have been so high on those two Man United players. We talked about Maguire, of course, um, a few weeks ago. Now, they've got a big chunk of money to spend. And if United can maybe let some of these players go for a reasonable price, you then might be able to get rid of four, five or six quite quickly, Scott. Like we've always said that United won't do a clear out. And I still believe that it won't just because we can't get rid of everyone in one What game. constitutes a clear out? Well, like you said, 10 before, and quite often people say to me, 10, double digits. So people, a lot of people always say that to me, like, oh, 10 players gone. And it, it so rarely happens. Like Chelsea are not a real football club. Sorry to say Chelsea fans. They are a, a weird anomaly in what they've been doing and spending incredible amounts of money and moving players on. And someone gets injured and they just go buy someone else for a load of money. It, it, it's not real. I think with Man United, <laughs> the Glazers, they will move players on, of course, because they want to save money for themselves. But I think when you look at it, you've still got to get some kind of value, haven't you, out of, say, Maguire and, and McTominay. Fred's gone a bit quiet for a few days, but I would not be surprised to see Fred leave. 
we expect that to happen. Uh, and then we, we were in that position, aren't we, where people are going on a tour. And I think you'll see maybe one or two not be on that plane. And that then will be like, tap on the nose. Ah, right. Okay. That play is probably not welcome at the football club anymore. So this is why I think the, the whole thing around Maguire's armband was, was made a thing because he was probably maybe not going to be on the tour. He might well still be, but he wasn't going to wear that armband because that's going to go to someone else. So uh, a wait and see, but I think United have got an opportunity now to move some players on. Yes, indeed. We'll see how United do. There is about six weeks left of the transfer window yet. Long so time. Plenty of time. And I'm sure that as we tick further towards the closure of the transfer window, everything will get a little bit more desperate. Other clubs might be a little bit more desperate to pay just that little bit more than they were indicating before. Selling clubs might be just a little bit more desperate to take a little bit less than what they were saying before. And fans um, as well. Like, you know, you know, all running into the goalkeeper situation here. Like, I've never seen fans get so kind of hyped about the window, but the window is always there in people's minds, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I think it's going to go all the way to the... To, I was going to say all the way to the line, you know, finish line. I can see that uh, Man United maybe buying Hoyland in the last two or three days of the window. Like, you can quote me on that. I, I think it might go that far. Let's see, because why why sell him earlier? You want to get the biggest price you can for him, can't you, from his football club? So uh, maybe not, I might have to wait and see with that. We might have to see, Scott, on tour, a bit of, I don't know, Jaden Sancho playing false nine in the middle there, just as the placeholder. Um, or maybe, I hope, maybe even Bruno Fernandes as a false nine. I'm, I've been desperate for that for a whole year. We'll see. Leon are next and uh, we'll talk next after that game. Yeah. They then fly out to the US and we will fly out to the US next week. Rob, what are we going to do in Vegas? I know we're going to this, uh, the UnitedCon event. What are we going to do with this podcast? We're going to be working, won't we, Scott? That's what we're there for. It's the job. Like, you know, pre-season tours will be, we'll be probably there studying tactics and form and, you know, not doing anything that, you do in Vegas, you know, no gambling or no, no, those, that kind of no, stuff. no craps games or uh, <laughs> blackjack with Brian Robson or what we, whatever. Blackjack with Brian Robson is definitely going to happen. So maybe we should, maybe we'll film that. What I would like to do is I'm going to take loads of footage from the convention as well. And I'll make a video for you guys to so look out for that on my channel and, uh, and try and do a little bit of kind of behind the scenes peaks from, from preseason because, uh, we don't also know what access we've got yet, do we, Scott? We know a little bit and little bits and pieces. Still um, waiting for confirmation on that, but no, no, they they like to. But you know, there's other other channels there as well. Stratford Paddock, I know load of the guys from there as well. Jay Motti, yeah, maybe we'll have a chat with those guys on the channel. We'll see. We'll see who's available, uh, or maybe you'll just get me and Scott doing this like we normally do, but in sunnier climes. And producer Harry, who's the only Arsenal fan in Vegas. Yeah. Sorry, Harry. That's not our fault that he supports Arsenal, but you know he's a prominent Arsenal fan as well. Well known uh, is Harry, and uh, and he's looking forward to being part of Manchester United's preseason tour. And he's looking forward to the the gambling part things. Anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so we'll wrap it there. That is it from the Promised Land for today, uh, part of the Ninety Min Podcast Network. Thanks to Adam who joined us earlier in the show, uh, one of the directors of United Con, who gave us. Loads of information about what's going on while we're all out in Vegas from July 28th to July 30th. United fans coming together on their preseason tour from as far as Hong Kong, Australia, the UK and different parts of North America, which is uh, 
testament to just how much of an, a global appeal United have. Visit united-con.com for more information on that. And uh, subscribe to this pod wherever you get your podcasts and watch us now on YouTube as well. So head over to the channel, like and subscribe and leave a comment for us and follow us on social media. Yeah, social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, double underscore Scott Saunders for me, Twitter and Rob's new channel at underscore Rob underscore B and uh, at Promise and MU for the show as well, where we'll hopefully might even tweet a little bit from when we're out in Vegas as well. Just uh, Definitely. Should we do some live know. tweeting, stuff like that? Maybe some Q&As and some bits and bobs. Some we'll... photos. Yes, there'll be photos on Twitter, definitely. And uh, I don't know, Scott, maybe you can do a special TikTok for everyone. Maybe like a little dance or something by the pool do, or wherever you are. Uh, yeah, if you would like to see me dance on TikTok, unfortunately, I've not done any. But maybe in Vegas... Do one of those viral. I, I, I want you to do a TikTok with Marcus Rashford. That's going to be your challenge. So I've, I'm putting it out there now. Marcus Rashford is on TikTok doing shooting practice, so. and I'm sure he'll be like Scott Saunders from 90 Min from the from, from the Promised Land. Let's be all over that. Let's do some TikToks together. Let's do it, Marcus. If you're up for that, I'll give you a game. Anyway, uh, that is it for the Promised Land podcast for today. We'll be back on Friday for another show, talking about the fallout from the Leon game. Andrew Nana should be confirmed by then. We'll look ahead to the Arsenal game and whatever else is going on. We'll talk about it. That is it from us, Rob. Thanks very much. And thanks to Adam from earlier as well. I've been Scott. Thanks very, very much, everyone. See you next time for another Promised Land pod. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.